Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. Hack yeah, we back. Hey yo, welcome to Sister Hack. Month, November. <laughs> Is that you saying the month? That's me saying the month. Um, We are here in Ann Arbor. Actually, no, let's get it right. We're here in Milan, Michigan, and this is Rachel's new house. New house. I mean, it's beautiful, but let's just do some updates on our life because you're in a new house, girl. Yeah, I'm in a new house. I realized in early episodes, especially in season one, I always brought up like how small our home was. Mm -hmm. Um, No more. No. It's still small. Small bungalow, 1940s in Milan, Michigan, which is about, it's spelled the same way as Milan. Um, so it's very fancy. So it's very fancy, but um, I believe they're sister cities, Milan and Milan. That's what, oh. that's what Dad said. And he's a historian. So, so he would know. He would yeah. know. But anyway, yeah, uh, we love it. We moved in in about mid-September and have been having fun, just painting rooms and... Um, getting things in place and hosting visitors. Yes, it looks great in here, and we got to walk to the ta- town square. Is that what you would call it? <laughs> town square. The yeah. town, Main Street. Main Street. Um, and just got to experience a really cute coffee shop called The Owl. Woo-hoo. And <laughs> the entire time I was trying to get Rachel to invest in the small businesses along the way. She's like, oh, you could go to this dentist. Yeah. You could go to this why wouldn't you? Barber shop. And I might. I will. I just don't usually get my hair cut. Both things I only do twice a year. Dentists and haircuts. <laughs> right. But, you know. So, yeah. No, I'm count. all about supporting local businesses. Make it count. What's new with you, Hans? Well, I'm here um, to see you, of course, but also for a girls weekend. So, shout out to some of our faithful listeners that I was able to spend a couple days with and just retreat from the children. And it was really nice. Really refreshing refreshing also weather-wise it's still very hot in Austin and this midwest um 60 degrees is feeling mighty fine feeling fresh feeling fresh so this uh, month on sister hack we are talking all about you got it productivity one of my favorite topics um I don't know if it is for you um yeah I think being productive is great good that that wasn't very convincing (laughs) I just know I don't like it as much as you. Right. And we have a a guest who is just as passionate. Um, This interview went really well, I think, with P. Ryan. Um, I'm excited for all the hack heads. His name is Ryan Peterson. And he's a colleague of mine at Concordia Ann Arbor. And he's very into productivity. Yes. I'm excited for the tips and tricks to get started on that. But first, I have to ask you, Rach, at the end of the day, what makes you feel accomplished? I feel accomplished at the end of the day. I think if I have done something to take care of like myself, mind, body, and spirit. And mm. so there's some days when 
either if you don't get to work out or you don't get to challenge yourself mentally or you didn't have moments to be thankful or those kind of things and those don't always feel complete so if I had a chance to um, move forward in mind body or spirit I think that's a productive day for me what about you I would agree I think that holistic checklist is really nice to have I also am going to say if you've finished something a multiple day thing and it's done Mm. like a bigger project in one of those areas um I think particularly it's easy to picture it in the work realm but like something that it needs to have an end date or that deadline and when you've hit that end date it really is a nice feeling at the end of the day um that has been wrapped up in some manner Mm -hmm. I also feel productive if I'm just in bed at a decent hour Oh, you named it. And if I showered that day. (laughs) Well, yes. But you don't wash your hair every day, do you? No. No, me neither. I'm trying to just do less and less of that. It's not good for the the hair. (laughs) Not good. That's what I've heard. Um... So, yeah, I mean, that that's a big one for sure. So, question for you, Hans. How do you prep for the week? Well, this is want one of the reasons that I love productivity because you know if you know me you know I'm a planner I don't want to come off as overwhelming to the to the audience um but that in in reality that is an overwhelming aspect of my life it's taken a while for me to get here but during the school year Zach and I we make all the dinners for the week we make all the lunches for the week usually on like a Friday evening afternoon or Saturday um why not Sunday because we like to have Sunday like not be so many things nice it's already overwhelming as it is to like think about going back yeah to the work week so we try to not do have any plans on Sundays if possible um like even like a Saturday morning while the kids are playing we'll start to like get things together uh for the week and we think through the meat. I mean, food is so central to preparation, particularly when you have kids. So I think like that is a huge thing that we do. And then I also, I've brought it up to Rachel many times, time batch. So my calendar on Microsoft Outlook has, is color coordinated and it has um, recurring events, blocks of time when I'm going to do stuff. And I try to follow it. Um, as best I can. It's one thing to schedule it. It's another thing to enact it. Um, But the scheduling, I think, is the first step. And it really helps with things like not living in your email inbox. I'm not um, just being reactive to everybody else's to-do list. Instead, I've set aside a batch of time, um, a daily batch of time, because I think it is important to be responsive, um, but a daily batch of time to go through my emails and um, to respond to what I want to respond to. Um, what are some of your other categories? Well, okay, so orange is my color for working out. And right now I'm in, got a lot of orange. I'm in training for a half Ironman at the end of this month. So, well, I guess that by the time this airs, it'll be over. So I will have just finished when you listen to this. But because of that, um, orange is early morning. I have my entire workout calendar like in the orange boxes. And that's usually all from like 5 a.m. to maybe 8 a.m. Um, and then some longer things on the weekend. And then... Longer than three hours? Like, sometimes I'll have to a lot more time for that, like, just to make it all oh, happen. Oh, sure. 
but yeah, like that, that three hour chunk is like with getting ready and everything. Mm -hmm. It's the, just time. I too, my workout is orange as I go to orange theory. Oh yes. Um, orange theory, want to sponsor us? That's a new update for me. Um, yeah, we don't have a plug for orange theory, but if they would like to throw some free lessons our way, actually, I do have a free lesson at Orange Theory. Just been trying to figure out how it's going to fit into my time badge. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like another category for me would be honestly my commute. So I've set aside time so it's not stressful because I take the kids down to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, come back, get Leo settled with his nanny. And like all of that has to be scheduled in there and I don't move stuff in that place so I don't feel ever stressed that like oh I'm running late to work because I know I've accounted for that nice that's a great tip yeah my first work activity also is always something unrelated to email so a lot of times I'll have like um preparation for the day time batched and I'll like take the items that I had listed yesterday and start checking those off the list one at a time Mm. Um, yeah, so that's an example of that. Do you have any any things that you do to get set up for the week? Um, I'd say mainly food prep or those type of things. I really um, try to have some things ready to go to make meals during the week, but I really don't. I mean, I live more of a day-to-day lifestyle than you, I'm sure. Which I think is there's beauty in that. You can't always be thinking to the next thing um, because you're not living in you're not able to live in the moment then. Um, and I've kind of been working on finding that balance of living in the moment. For me, I can truly enjoy free time if, honestly, this sounds so type A, but if, if it's, it's scheduled, scheduled. Because then I know that I'm not supposed to be doing anything else. Like my mind is clear and I do have on my calendar family and dinner time every day scheduled and it like pops up on I'm one of those annoying people if you're like hey can we chat tomorrow I'm like yeah let me send you a calendar invite because it's gotta (laughs) like (laughs) I need to figure out what I'm gonna do it but um because of that reason that's how I enjoy free time and other people have can be more spontaneous and enjoy it have I talked on the podcast about when you've been doing this for a while just in your own way when I I remember babysitting Ava and you made a schedule for us like Mm -hmm in 10, 15 minute increments. Ava was maybe one or two years old, but the best part about the schedule, not only was it in 10 or 15 minute increments of what we could be doing with her, but then she would like, it'd be like 10.30 to 11, or 10.30 to 10.45, C box A, and then she listed out like potential activities. (laughs) And then at lunchtime, it was like, box B and it was all the potential lunch things she could eat and it you was know, just I try to set it up for the sitter you'll note because Leo is here with us and I went away um and I left Leo with Rachel my schedule has really de-intensified yes totally <laughs> and I'll be honest you know I only followed it loosely because <laughs> I let I let the children decide their schedules well I'm just kidding th- you know there's some there's something to that. We I ate, think. we slept, we played. You get the big thing, big ticket items in on the schedule, and I'm happy. Matters. Like, I'm just happy to not worry about the schedule for a day. Speaking of schedules, we have a guest today who has a very, very busy schedule. Um, he has a lovely wife, Christy, and four children, ages ranging from, I think, about three or four. I'm not, I don't remember how 
exactly how old Mackenzie is. Um, and then his oldest is in sixth grade. So four kids, a wife, and he is um, a leader on our campus at Concordia University Ann Arbor. He's vice president of administration. Um, he's also a pastor. And he's always running around doing speaking engagements and work on behalf of the university. Um, and he has so much energy um, always. And we're tapping into how... How At the same it. time, he never seems too busy for anyone. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah, super cool. So with that being said, here is our interview on productivity with Ryan Peterson. Welcome back to Sister Half. Hello, hello, hello. We are excited to be with our guest today. His name is Ryan Peterson, but he's more well known as P. Rye. Want to say Hello. I would love to say hello. What an honor to be on the podcast today. What does the P stand for in P-Rye? Well, I think the, the name originated when I was Pastor Ryan. I was yes. the campus pastor here at yeah. Concordia. So the P is for pastor, but, you know, I, I was a professor too, so maybe uh, that's part of it. Mm. I don't think there's anything more profound than that, though. Yeah, profound. Profound. Exactly. Pro Ryan. Pro and you know you're in with the students when they have your first name as part of your abbreviation. Totally. Like PP. Yeah, PP. Yeah. So Ryan is currently um, a leader on campus here. He's the vice president of administration where I work at Concordia University Ann Arbor, and prior to that, he was the campus pastor. Um, for Concordia Ann Arbor, and then he prior to that, he was a pastor in St. Louis. Um, but we both came to Concordia at the same time in 2013, so we really bonded because we're like, hey, we're new here. Let's be new together. Exactly. I mean, that was kind of the year. Yes. Yeah, 2013. Um, big year. Big year. Huge year. Um, in fact, I think uh, half of our Ann Arbor team yes. may have moved here at that time. Around that time. But another fun fact and bonding, a couple things we bond over. One is that we both grew up in Wisconsin and actually attended the same high school. Go Red, Red Knights. Knights. Yeah, Red Knights. Red Knights yeah. all Red Knights. around. Red Knights. Three Red Knights right here. <laughs> Um, and then what else do we bond over? Well, um, we are 10 years apart in age, Ten years apart so in age. we can always remember, uh, I just celebrated my 20th Red Knight reunion. Oh, I thought you were going to say birthday. Uh, and no, I'm my 10th. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go All Pack Go. Things. Go Red Knights. But then the three of us actually went to three different Concordias. Yeah, that is true. a unique fact, too. You know, and that's when we began to really spread our wings. You heard it here, Sister Hackers. We are currently on a Concordia campus in Michigan, and I just flew in from Texas this morning. It's feeling rather crisp, but also refreshing, so feeling very good about that. We have an exciting episode planned. We're going to be talking with Ryan about productivity and energy management so let's get to it shall we let's do it um as you know we always start out with our heck yeah heck yes heck no's heck yes so are you ready for this i'm ready bring if it's it something you agree with or you're a believer in then you go on with your heck yeah and if you are anti heck no all right going to bed early heck no Oh. Yeah, right. that's right. And we'll we'll talk more as we get into this. Okay. Okay. Making lists. Heck yeah. 
Right. In fact, categories of lists. Ooh, we'll talk more. Another teaser. Subcategories. <laughs> okay. I'm just chomping at the bit here. I like already you. know what your answer is to this, but I had to write it. Uh, color-coordinated calendar. Hack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With an extra hack. <laughs> okay. This is more of a, a psychological statement. Busy is better. Heck no. Mm. Busy is just busy. Busy mm. is busy. Hack yeah or hack no. Scheduled nothing time. Heck yeah. Mm. You have to. Create the margin. I love it. Teaser. Let's get into it. Let's get let's dig into those hacks and let's more. Dig into this. I'm very impressed with the notes Ryan has in front of him here. I see highlights, I see underlines, I see stars. He's, he's rubbing his palms together. Oh, I'm ready. I'm like drooling, ready he's to drooling. talk about this today. Okay, so you get going, Ryan. What to you, as you like to call it, most people probably know it as productivity, but you call it energy management. Tell us your philosophy. Yeah, so I like the term energy management more than, certainly more than time management. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people talk about time management and organizing your calendar and scheduling yeah. different priorities, etc. Um, but I think the bigger umbrella question is, what are my priorities? Maybe two questions. Number one, what are my priorities? Number two, when and how is my energy best used? Mm -hmm. Because I can have a list of things to do but if I'm choosing to do them at a time when my energy levels are low, what a waste. Mm -hmm. And um, Rachel told me something interesting about your philosophy that that productivity is the byproduct of energy management. That's exactly it. So um, we all have 24 hours. We all mm -hmm. have the same amount of time. We can't save it. We can't borrow it for the future. Time's kind of that great equalizer. Mm -hmm. So I believe that a major difference or difference maker for people is how people choose to use their energy wisely. And the result of that then will be productivity. What helps you do that? Give us a couple of your specific tools that help you to manage your energy. So let's talk tools first, mm -hmm. okay? Um, one of the tools that I use, I actually use a planner when you talk about you know planning. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. And I've, I've done a lot of different things over time, but here's where I've settled in a little bit in my 20 year high school reunion age. Um, <laughs> here's where I've settled in. Um, he's, thir I'm, he's 39. I'm, thir I'm 39. That's right. Um, I've so gone to the 20. hybrid, hybrid approach. Yeah. Okay. So digital calendar, because I work in a, a work environment right. collaboratively with a lot of people. So yes. I have to use uh, Microsoft Outlook for everyone else to see and access color-coded, by the way, um, because it helps me to think through the chunks of my time. But then I use a full focus planner. Shout out Michael Hyatt. He's the man. We can talk more about him later. But yeah. I actually use a specific planner that is a quarterly planner designed to help me think about my weekly big three, my daily big three, my ideal week, and then how I block out my priorities accordingly. Let's dig into the big three terminology. What, what's the weekly big three and what's yeah. the daily big three? So the weekly big three is on Sunday night. Sunday night is when I go through the week ahead and mm -hmm. I will take my digital calendar and transfer it. I mean, old school, we're talking black pen, mm -hmm. only a black pen. Only black. I use a certain mm -hmm. black, black pen, Concordia University, Ann Arbor pen. Blue pens. No. Hack no. Hack no. <laughs> Blue pens are for other things, but they are not for my planner. 
Okay, so black pen, uh, Sunday night, I go through my entire calendar and I write it into the, the um, paper copy planner, but that forces me to evaluate everything I'm doing. Exactly. Do I really need to go to that meeting? Mm-hmm. I said yes two months ago, but is it necessary now? Where do I have margin in my work day? Mm-hmm. Where am I gonna have time to exercise? What am I doing this week? And I begin to write that into my schedule, but then specifically into my weekly or daily big three. So for example, my daily big three today. Mm-hmm. Right. Today, um, run three miles was one of my big three. Did okay. you get it done? I did it High this five. morning. Wow. Hack yeah. This you would morning. think it would be like a mile per goal, but no. It's one of the big threes. It's one of the big threes. That's right. Run three miles. In fact, generally, uh, fitness is one of my big three. And it seems like kind of a a cop-out. Body, mind, spirit. Body, mind, spirit. Holistic uh, development. So that's an important part, though, of energy management. We can talk more about that later. Well, And would you say that that actually built, even though it seems counterintuitive because it takes up time, but it doesn't make you more efficient in your other areas it is absolutely um maybe the most important thing to do Mm -hmm. in terms of energy management and specifically um i do it most of the time in the morning i ran this morning in the dark i don't like running in the dark but guess what if i don't run right away in the morning that probably wouldn't have gotten checked today right just knowing everything else that was going on so it really sets the tone for the rest of the day so that's daily big three but then all of that is a part of the weekly big three Mm -hmm. so the weekly big three starts on again identified sunday night going through the entire week what are the big three items uh for me this week um i had some kind of the launch of some new programs uh here at concordia so just the communication about that was one of my big three. I had some significant meetings with friends of the university. That was part of my big three. And then it's homecoming week at Concordia. So presence, pure presence was a part of my big three. Wonderful. Love that. I just want to, I don't want to derail us too much, but I realized I'm in the room with two of my biggest um, fitness fans, <laughs> even though I'm not super into Oh, fitness. we're fans of you for yes, fitness. We are. too like to... Get me running or share what their runs were, even though I'm not super into it. And there's this infamous run that I did with Ryan. It was probably what, like two or three years ago now? It was a few years ago. Where I totally started gagging after, (laughs) was it two miles? Might have been between the mile and a half, two mile mark. Two might have been a stretch because we had to go back. I was like, go without me. Go without me. It was so embarrassing. Um, I will say, Rachel and I, we, as you know, we get along really well um, on the podcast. We work really well together. When we're running together, I mean, we're oil and water. We, she hates me when we are running I together. I cannot say anything right. It's all about, you know. There is no anger like the anger I feel when I'm running with a family member. And uh, I feel like we've both experienced that, Hannah. Are you now, kind of like a Hannah, family member? Well, you know, I don't want to claim that, um, but I did have the gag episode uh, as part of my history. Although, Hannah, you and I did a half marathon together. Oh, we did. Um, and by together, I mean we started at the start line together, and there was Hannah. In front. In front. Not leading, by much. Leading the way. Way to go. Um, okay, so you work with college students, P. Rye. I do. And we have a lot of college student listeners or just recent graduates. Yes, or college um, employees. Yeah, those who work with college students. So I'd like you to get out of your notes for a second. 
<laughs> and with your words, draw us the picture of what a productive college student would look like. Mm, that's a great question. So um, everyone who's listening to this, you are listening to this. So let's just kind of imagine. Um, by productive, I also want to kind of simultaneously say someone who is using energy management like to the fullest extent. Okay. So um, first of all, first things first, there is no set formula. There are principles, right. but there is no set formula. So I would not say go to bed early, wake up early. Yeah, you're yeah, half yeah, no. with that. No, I'm mean, half no that. with that um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people say, what time do you go to bed? I usually go to bed between 11 and 11.30. Mm-hmm. What time do I wake up? 6.03. Mm-hmm. I wake up at 6.03 uh, every morning or a little bit before, depending on how right. long my run is that morning. So um, for a college student, I would suggest, first of all, that you got you to gotta answer those questions. What are my priorities mm-hmm. in this season of life? And for students, like right now, we are in the middle of a semester. A priority is getting through midterms. A priority is um, taking care of yourself. A priority is maintaining strong relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are priorities. But then, for you personally, how is your energy best used? Um, if you're a student athlete, you don't have as much control over that, right? Because, and you probably need more sleep. And you definitely need more sleep. You absolutely need more sleep, so you have to pay more attention to this um, than just about anyone. If you're not a student athlete, um, you you might have a little more flexibility with that, but you want to be you. Don't force yourself to try to adapt to someone else's ideas right. of what the perfect schedule really is. Now, I mean, there is research that says those who wake up earlier, get after it, end up in their career making more money, et cetera, et cetera. If that's true, great. If that's you, wonderful. If it's not, um, don't just try to make someone else's rhythm your rhythm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Be brutally honest with yourself. I think that self-awareness is critical here. Um, Some people love to run in the afternoon. You have a family member who loves to run in the afternoon. Um, Shout out, Dad. Yep, that's right. And uh, anytime we run in the morning, you know, he's not a big fan of the mornings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm not a big fan of running in the afternoon. So we we have to know mm-hmm. no self. But is there something to be said about um, mimicking habits of successful people when you're in college because you haven't, you don't know what works for you yet and um, you're in a funk and you're not really, you're in a self-discovery time in your life. So finding those models. I I think so because you're in that self-discovery, part of the self-discovery is paying really close attention to the people around you. Mm -hmm. So um, paying attention to the the principles and the habits that they have, Mm -hmm. I think are really helpful. Um, For example, one of the things that I do is I've created rituals. So morning ritual, workday ritual, evening ritual. So a part of the the benefit of a ritual is that you do it without thinking about it. So you write down what you want that ritual to be and begin working at it so that after three weeks, six weeks, et cetera, it just becomes a natural flow of how you do things. Um, (laughs) When I get in the office every day, I always do the same thing. I set my black bag down on my black chair. And I open it up. Big black fan over here. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> black pen, black bag, black black computer. Very professional. I, I take out my black computer. It's one of Concordia's colors. It mm-hmm. is. It is. That's why. Um, so 
So I, I put all the things on my desk in a certain order. Some of you might think I'm crazy, type A, uh, paranoid, but it's all part of that ritual to get the day started. Mm -hmm. I love it. So tell us, tell us, what do you do that's different than most? Like we want specifics. Specifics? Yeah. I'll give you the, uh, the nitty gritty here. So um, one of the things that, that I do, um, and this is something that I actually learned while I was working on my doctorate, uh, the Pomodoro Technique. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. Pomodoro Technique. MyTomatoes.com mm -hmm. uh, would be the reference that I would give. I'd encourage you to set up an account on MyTomatoes.com. It's free. And it was a friend of mine who was working on his PhD, and we were traveling, and I remember getting to the hotel room, and he had these books, and I was working on a doctorate. He was working on his, and I said to him, when do you find time to do this? Mm -hmm. And he said, every day I squash tomatoes. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and, and he referred me to this technique. And this technique is all about using a timer to break down periods right. of work into 25-minute intervals. So I found when I was working on my doctorate, I'm writing, I'm writing. Sometimes we maybe get in a funk or we feel like I need to, need to write for two hours straight. No, you don't. Write for 25 minutes of uninterrupted time. Let the beeper go off, which is what My Tomatoes uh, does, and then you take a five-minute break. But before you start that five-minute break, you have to document what you did. So the way this played out for me is I'd be at a Starbucks. I'm working 25 minutes, and this means everything else on the computer is shut down. Yeah, no email. No. Yep, you work 25 minutes. When that buzzer goes off, that's when I go to the bathroom, get my free refill, check walk outside, check my phone, have a cliff bar, and then come mm. back and get after it again. Ryan told me about this method a few years ago when I was finishing my master's, and it's the best advice I give to anyone who asks <laughs> to. And my old coworker, Emily, when she was working on her master's, I'd be like, have I ever told you about my tomatoes? And she's like, you've said something about it every week, every time I bring up my, my homework. <laughs> you can't remember who I know. Um, earlier you said hack yes to making lists. Have you ever heard of the Ivy Lee method or um, making a list of what you want to get accomplished at the end of your workday so that when you walk into your workday the next day, you know exactly where to start or where to pick up. Yeah, I would, I would definitely affirm that. Um, what I do with my planner is I actually make lists throughout the week. So I've already now put in things for next week mm -hmm. so that on Tuesday, I know to revisit this or I need to get after that. Um, and that's really important. Another thing that if I can just share connected to my tomatoes, um, some people call them brain breaks. That's what mm. Bill Hybels uh, called in his book, Axiom Brain Breaks, same sort of thing. Um, but another piece is finish lines. I think this is really, really important for energy management. We have to have clear finish lines. And I mean, we're all runners here. Oh my so we all know, uh, <laughs> we all know, uh, we that, get that metaphor. Don't we? this. That's right. We all know the benefit of the finish line. Um, some have suggested that you should mark finish lines in your day at your week and, and the finish line for different seasons of life. Uh, for example, when I was a pastor at a church, there were obvious finish lines. Um, one finish line would be Christmas day. Through the Christmas Day service, not Christmas Eve, not Advent, but 
Christmas Day, when that service was over, that was kind of the end of a, a season that we had been in. Or Easter, or Vacation Bible School, right? There are certain seasons. Now, being in an academic setting, there are very clear seasons. There's the fall semester, but even break that down more. There's to fall break, right? Midterms, fall break, Thanksgiving break, commencement, and then you're in a break until the spring semester, spring break, commencement, etc. So you want to pay attention to finish lines, not just big seasons, but daily. Like what's your daily finish line? And how are you celebrating that? How are you changing you know, your, your pace or your life because of it? Um, and I think that keeping all of that in perspective helps you to have a, a good sense of energy management. And here's the other thing. Some people think like coffee, just need more coffee. Caffeine management is not the same as energy management. Mm, that's a Preach. good clarification. Caffeine management is not the same as energy management. Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> and I, I do love coffee, but I drink my coffee actually when I finish my run in the morning. Yeah. So I do my run, glass of water while the coffee's percolating. Mm. Then have the cup of coffee. Nothing like a, a warm, warm, hot cup of coffee. While you're sweating into while you're the cup. Sweating into the cup. Exactly. Ryan, and on his desk, he has to have his coffee on one side and his water on the other. I do. I keep specifics. Uh, specifics. Rituals. Yep, rituals. So I keep uh, coffee on the left. I keep water on the right. Mm. Nice. And I'm left-handed. You know I'm left-handed. That's why. Okay, this really leads into our hack for that section. Um, so we just kind of want some some answers to things that people might struggle with in their day-to-day. And you're our registered professional here today. So when you are preparing for something big, do you have a hack for doing that while keeping up with the daily busy? Yes, here's the hack. The hack is blocking out your week, okay? Mm blocking out your week, large segments of time. So here's how I do it. Again, like total transparency. It's like time batching? Uh, yep, total time batching, um, and I batch my calendar. So I have certain blocks in my calendar, um, and I don't allow any appointments there unless they are emergencies. And, you know, there's emergencies, so I have to be, have to be ready for that. But otherwise, I will block a couple hours in my calendar at different times of the day throughout the week. So it's not like I block three hours every morning. It's like, oh, when's P-Ry coming in? 11 o'clock? Yeah. Of course, that doesn't work, right? Uh, not, not my role. But there are times that I will block for the very thing that you're talking about. Mm. And I also know, energy management-wise, that my best writing and creative thinking happens in the morning. Right. So um, here's where sometimes I struggle. I want to run in the morning and write creatively in the morning and check some things off the list in the morning. It's like I wanna do 24 hours in those two hours in the morning. Mm -hmm. You can't do that, but the priority for me, exercise, because that launches the rest of the day, plus, you know, if I'm writing, I need to do that in the morning. Mm, Emails can be checked later. Singing my song right now. How, what is your, your hack for having a relational balance with also getting stuff done. So for instance, in your case, working on things and then someone comes in and just wants to chat or someone wants to set up a hangout and you may not have time. Yeah, um, great, great question. Um, great example of this today. I was working on a task 
and a student came in, asked if they could, could see me. I said, of course, yes. Heck yeah, you can. Uh, heck yeah, come on in. And uh, we set up a time for next week to oh, get together. We're going to have breakfast together next week. But as I looked at my calendar, figuring out where to do that, I wanted to be mindful of some of the other commitments that I already had, some of the tasks that certainly had to be done, and then be able to schedule that as a priority. So we found an agreeable time, and that works. It doesn't have to be right now. It I doesn't. That's a good... That's so key. In fact, um, I kind of learned this lesson the hard way. Yeah. My first year as campus pastor, I thought everything was an emergency. Mm. And, and people wanted to talk, and so I just I felt like everything was an emergency. I could be packing up and on my way to somewhere else, but then two hours later, my bag was still sitting there. Mm -hmm. And again, emergencies happen, priorities you know, have to be scheduled, but not everything's an emergency. Mm -hmm. How do you, as we're working with this develop, this population that's developing these kind of tools and figuring themselves out, so how do you help students or anyone change their mindset, um, changing the mindset of those who, quote, literally have no time? Right, yeah. Um, we got to be gracious with each other, first of all, um, because I it took me a long time to be comfortable where I'm at, and I'm not still there. I mean, there's a lot that, that I can tweak and change and, and grow in. And I think an open spirit is really, really important. Um, but if I have no time, then I think even the, that wording kind of creates the open door to talk less about time and more about energy. And priorities. And priorities, right? So um, what gets scheduled gets done, mm -hmm. right? And what gets um, scheduled becomes our priority. So are we scheduling our priorities or are we prioritizing our schedule? Mm. I would say let's schedule our priorities because one person could sit there and do, do something good all day long, but it might not be the actual priority. That is a great line, schedule your priorities. Schedule your priorities, don't mm -hmm. prioritize your don't schedule. Don't prioritize your schedule. That's gonna be the name of the episode. <laughs> don't prioritize. Um, so we have some hashtags for you, but before we reveal those to you, is there anything else excited. that you want to share with us on energy management? There is another tip that you've shared with me. Oh, there's two more. Mm, okay. One, don't read emails, answer emails. Yes, every email that you encounter, you have to do something with it. So you're either going to um, delete it or you're going to um, delegate it or you're going to reply. And I kind of use the one minute or less. If this is a one minute or okay. less reply, then reply and then delete it. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of keeping emails in folders. Mm -hmm. I know some people do that. Um, I have very few folders. Um, this is a Michael Hyatt hack. Mm -hmm. um, I have one folder that says processed mail. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that has to go in there, I just put it in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a couple others, but that processed mail is kind of that catch-all. Um, and then the other thing is, um, I'm trying to make an alliteration here, but I can't. Uh, delete, delegate, um, or... What about don't answer? Do you have to answer all your emails? No, the answer is yeah. no. no. The answer is no. Hack, 
No, Heck you no, don't need don't to. Answer. In fact, here's the problem I'm with keep email. Keep that in mind when you the, email me. Next time. <laughs> the problem Just with kidding, you're my boss. The the problem the problem with email is that the more that you answer, the more you get into a conversation yeah, back and we forth. We can't and you, live in our inboxes. We cannot live in our inboxes. Live in um, your outbox. <laughs> you know, input does affect fun. output when it comes yeah. to mm-hmm. energy yeah. management. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the nutrition side oh. or the oh, hydration yeah. side or we anything like that. Um, but that's uh, yeah. that's definitely part two. And your and also a final note on the emails is. Would you say you're just being reactive to other people's to-do lists? Yeah, you're always responding to their needs rather than actually accomplishing what you have been called to do, hired to do, dare I even say made to do. Yeah. One more quick thing, and this kind of goes along with energy management that I think about that you've shared, is divert daily, withdraw weekly, abandon annually. Yes, and uh, let's give credit where credit is due. Um, PP. Pastor Pete oh. Mueller. Oh, oh the, he's the PP. He is the PP. PP. Uh, Pastor Pete Mueller uh, was one of my mentors for a long time, and mm-hmm. he shared that with me um, early on in my professional career. And I've never forgotten it mm-hmm. and have shared it countless times with other people. I think it's a really healthy way to mm-hmm. live. Divert daily, meaning uh, every day, take time. Take time to be in the Word. Take time to be in prayer. Take time to uh, connect with the Lord. Divert daily. Withdraw weekly. Of course, that's the Sabbath. How are you unplugging Mm -hmm. and reconnecting? You know, maybe disconnecting from your device so you can reconnect with Christ. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's withdraw weekly. Was that your? That's yours, right? That that's the way that I think about it. Okay, (laughs) and uh, and then abandon annually. Get out of town. Go somewhere. Do a girls weekend. Do a girls weekend. Um, (laughs) annually. Okay. Um. Re-establish relationships that maybe have been lost, but but like go somewhere, and it doesn't have to be extravagant. I mean, if you want to do a staycation, do that, but don't go into work, don't check email, but abandon, just get out of there annually. Mm, I mean, if we look at the Old Testament, we see God's rhythm with the Old Testament people of the year of Jubilee, years of celebration. Mm. I mean, so many different ways that God honors and, and celebrates freedom Mm -hmm. and we have that as people Mm. yes and just to add on one thing because this is a really passionate topic of mine (laughs) as well but being in the brick and mortar or being busy um is not an accomplishment and it's not something to hold over other people's heads it's like well i only got five hours of sleep last night that's not good for you right it's not a badge (laughs) of honor to be busy it is not a badge of honor to be busy exactly all right, hashtags. Okay, hashtags. I'm going to start with the first one. So this is, um, again, a play on your name. <laughs> <laughs> but you're very active on social media. I'll be honest, you started your Instagram way after me and have more followers. And that doesn't sit well with me. I um, don't really care about anyone else's followers, but you're, <laughs> kind of, that kind of bothers me. But anyway, um, specifically to Twitter, instead of Ryan Peterson, Ryan tweets again. <laughs> One of P. Rye's um, trademarks here at Concordia and Ar- Arbor is his Friday thoughts, which are like Thursday afternoon kind of just takeaways for the students. Um, so I an Instagram story. And, and it's an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. That's probably where he got all his followers from. 
Anyway, hashtag alive and thriving. Oh, thriving. Thriving. Like it. Um, all right, let's see here. Here's one that makes me laugh and it's really not that creative, but one of our first events here on campus was an event where people had to wear costumes and Ryan came as Michigan Fall. <laughs> I wrote hashtag Michigan Fall because it is Michigan Fall. He was wearing a vest and a scarf and he was, I was like, what are you? He's like, I'm Michigan Fall. I just thought it was so funny. Should I pull out my uh, orange sweater vest again? Is it that time of the year? It is. And um, I'm just going to do these last two. I thought of them, and Rachel might not like them, so. <laughs> yeah, don't make me do them. I won't make her do them. Um, as as we know, this guy is really a, a connoisseur of sorts with productivity and with all things college, so hashtag college sewer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really got his goat. That's good. So that wow. was a good one. Sorry you didn't say it, Rachel. Um, and the last one, I don't think I need to explain. Hashtag productive preacher. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Nice. That's who you are. Oh, it's good. All right. Thank you, Ryan. And thanks, everyone, for listening and tuning in. Yep. We'll probably have to do a part two because this guy is full of energy and he's ready for round two now. But we're going to hold him off and let him go time batch somewhere else. To manage my energy, I need to divert. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.